Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the audience, please put your hands together for the live podcast recording of The Worst. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Jules Oakes. I am the host of The Worst Podcast. And today, as always, I am joined by my glorious co-host, the delightful Nick Crow. Hello. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, actually. Yeah, I'm a bit sleepy, but, you know, getting through it. Yeah, it's quite muggy. It is, yeah. We are joined today by the truly special and delightful, I already used delightful, we're going to stick with it, the equally delightful Matthew Liam Healy. Thank you. Uh, I think, actually, I'm slightly more delightful. But, slightly uh, more delightful? Okay, all right, we've no. got a delightful <laughs> off. <laughs> no offence, Nick, but I'm dressed really well today. So. <laughs> you, have, you have made a real effort. I'm loving the, the shorts for the benefit of the listener at home. Matthew is wearing beautiful Don't little... tell them. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the benefit of the listener at home, Matthew is wearing secret shorts. You can, you can imagine me wearing whatever you want, really. Yeah. That's the, the benefit of the audio medium. It is, yes. Uh, Okay, anyone not in the room can imagine me wearing whatever they want. Anyone in the room is very aware of what I'm wearing. And anyone not in the room is going to imagine you wearing all sorts of things, Matthew. It's going to get real hot and steamy while they're listening to this. Cool. Yeah, I mean, if if you come up with any nice ideas for outfits, let me know. Yeah, if you you have any ideas of things you want Matthew to wear, uh, send them to hotmess.comedy on Instagram. How have we ended up here already? I have no idea. I, feel I quite like, like, I don't know whether there's a level of repression in you, but your idea of hot of steamy was lots of clothes as opposed to none. <laughs> to be fair, the more clothes you wear, the hotter you'll be. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's very British. What, the more clothes that you wear, the hotter you'll be? Yeah, like I mean, also, I was raised Catholic, so, Same. you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you feel... sort of. <laughs> How are you sort of? Ra- I was sort of raised Catholic as well, I actually. I was, was raised in a family that's culturally Irish Catholic, but ah. not ob- religiously observant. So I went to Catholic school. So I had all the downsides and none of the positives. I never got to try the communion wafer. No idea what that's Did like. Did you not? Didn't oh, get it. It's... I know what it tastes like. Is it salt and vinegar? No. It tastes like a cheap ice cream yeah. Also, I can speak also to Also like human heart. flesh. Do you know the sweeties flying saucers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the outside of flying saucers are made of communion wafers. Ah. Yeah. So you have had them. They were just... The body of Christ was delivered with sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know my genuine communion fact, which is quite interesting? Go on. Uh, is anyone here... Did anyone, was anyone grown up religious? Yeah. So you, you took communion? Yeah. Yeah. You did chocolate (laughs) communion? Oh, that would have made church way more worthwhile. (laughs) Yeah, Catholicism is meant to be miserable. Well, it's it's not just Catholics. Do you know in the Greek Orthodox Church, they do communion, but they use like real crusty bread. Oh, and this goes nice. back to an argument because they think it's a metaphor. They don't believe that it's actually becoming the body of Christ. So it's not a problem for them to spill Christ on the floor. <laughs> so they can actually use, like, delicious bread that, like, yeah, when you break, is little bits of bread. But, yeah, Catholics are like, we can't do that. There'll be Jesus everywhere. 
so they had to develop a bread which wouldn't spill any Jesus. And that's what they did. And at the same time, there were all these like philosophical arguments about like, okay, so when we take communion, are we eating exactly the same part of Jesus every time? Or are we progressively going through a Jesus? <laughs> Until like after a certain number of years. It's we, like a we, Theseus is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you'd be worried about spilling someone who's omnipresent. Because <laughs> he's, exactly. he's already everywhere. What's yeah. more everywhere? So apparently it's like Jesus is everywhere except on the carpet. So, <laughs> like, is that, is that the deal with this? So we've, we've agreed that Catholics have the worst communion. Just bringing it back to the Yes, yeah, the absolutely. <laughs> Tying us back into the theme. Matthew, what is the worst thing that's happened to you in the past few days? The worst thing that's happened to me in the past few days? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I don't feel comfortable talking about this in public. All right, what's I, the worst thing no, that's I'm, happened to you that you do feel comfortable oh, no, talking about? Sorry, my lack of comfort doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to express I don't feel comfortable about it. No. Uh, so I have an anal fissure, and that, that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is that uh, to, he, to, to deal with the anal fissure, I've been given uh, cream and suppositories that I have to use twice a day. Nice. And that is... It's, it's terrible. Being queer is difficult. That's what I want everyone to know. <laughs> Take that away from this. Butt sex sounds fun, and it is, but there are downsides. Thanks for sharing. I mean, I don't... I honestly... Were I, you looking for something funnier? I think... I don't know. I think an anal fissure is fucking hilarious, to be honest. Like, I don't know how you get funnier than... Uh, than having a stick. I guess it's just very real to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you need a, Do you need another cushion? Like, <laughs> did you see the bike I cycled here on? It has the thinnest little saddle. It's no so wonder you've got an anal fissure. Then, like, are you sure it's butt sex and not the saddle? I don't know what answer is funnier. <laughs> well, if you want to feel better about your anal fissure, is a few, I do. A few years ago, I got an anal fissure from sushi. <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to. Like, <laughs> that's not where sushi's supposed to go, Nick. It's raw, so I guess I can't put it in my mouth. <laughs> well, you know, it said Fisher. I was like, you're <laughs> No, um, genuinely, it gave me such bad food poisoning. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I, I, yeah, after three days, there was like a tear. And yeah, so um, at least you got sex out of it. At least there's that. I can't believe I said that on a podcast. It's going to be put online. <laughs> what a huge mistake. You're normalizing it. It's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. This yeah. is. It's, I'm trying to get rid of the stigma around being a slut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, what's the worst thing that's happened to you in the past few days? Well, I did just realize that I just told everyone how I got an anal fissure online. That what, that's I mean, not that's, great. It's not a great yeah. feeling. Either. That's, the, that's the worst <laughs> thing. That's the worst thing that's going to happen to you in the next few weeks, depending on how long it takes me to release this. Yeah. Um, no, I've had a generally nice nice week no no terrible disasters what about you jules uh the worst thing okay so it was my birthday last week yeah that was awful thank you thank you but anyway yeah it was my birthday uh but a couple of days before my birthday i had i had a lovely i had a lovely party it was a picnic uh that was not a bad thing either but the the night of the picnic i had this like really intense coughing fit because uh, I had COVID a couple of months back, but the cough has just like persevered. And I had this really intense coughing fit. And uh, is anyone else waiting for this to lead up to an anal fissure? Cause, uh... <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be perfect? I almost wish it, it had. Oh, I wish you had one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I had this really intense coughing fit. And my friend was like, oh my God, that sounds really bad. You should go to the doctors about that. And I was like, no, I'm fine. It's not a big deal. 
And then the next day, I discovered this large, painful lump in my groin. And I was like, oh, shit, have I just coughed my way into a hernia? And I was really embarrassed because literally, like, less than 24 hours earlier, I'd been like... It's no big deal. And so then the following day, which was my actual birthday, I had to go to my house arts and ask whether he thought I had a hernia. And he was like, probably. Uh, and then he sent me to a surgeon and I went to the surgeon. And some, I was really impressed, though. I didn't have an appointment. And the woman at the desk was like, oh, yeah, we don't have any emergency appointments. We won't be able to see you for like a month. And I was like, oh, no this is such a terrible thing to happen on my birthday. <laughs> and I got an appointment there and then. <laughs> but yeah, and so I went and I saw the surgeon and he did an ultrasound. There was a slightly embarrassing moment where he was like, yeah, you're going to have to pull your underwear down. And so I pulled my underwear all the way down and he was like, no, no, just a little bit. <laughs> I was like, well, you didn't specify, Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, he, he, he did the, the thing in. He was like, it's not a hernia. It's just a very large um, anal fissure. No. Uh, <laughs> it's just a very large lymph node. And he said, see what happens over the next month. And if it's still there, come back. And it has shrunk since then. So I feel like it's not a lymphoma. That's good news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so right? The, the worst thing that's happened to you this week is that you don't have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that I don't. I mean, who knows? I may have cancer. Like, I can't. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, first thoughts, worst thoughts. Are you ready, Matthew? Yes. Are you steady? No. The chair's got a bit of a wobble to it. I was going to say. I think I'll manage. So, worst pizza topping. Worst pizza topping, mm -hmm. like in the world, concrete. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not what you want on a pizza. Not with all the cheese, it doesn't work. No. It's terrible for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> you want to use wood or something. Yeah. <laughs> Much more sustainable pizza topping. Worst day of the week. Worst day of the week. I'm not a fan of Tuesdays. I don't... Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's been an okay Tuesday as Tuesdays go but it's just like you know Mondays happen so you think oh well the worst is out of the way but then it's not you still got yeah. Tuesday and that's that's how I feel about weeks although I'm not working at the moment so all days are the same to me right yeah so <laughs> quit your moaning uh, worst colour uh, anything other than pink worst accent uh, no offence Nick but it's a posh English accent <laughs> Why did you single me out? Jules is there. <laughs> you just have a slightly posher accent. It's, oh. a, it's a little closer to the kind of thing that would set me off. But it's, you're fine. We're not going to fight tonight. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't think you're the only one who gets to decide that, Matthew. Like, you just threw down. Wait, I'm not the one who gets to say what? I can just walk away from the fight. I do get to decide whether I fight Nick. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean... We're not fighting. Oh. <laughs> So I guess we can. It just doesn't work very well for the podcast. <laughs> it's more of a visual thing, yeah, isn't we it? Yeah, we could have a rap battle. <laughs> oh, please, please have a rap battle. I want that accent? so badly. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd win by default. Yeah. <laughs> Worst musical instrument. Worst musical instrument. My neighbor's piano. <laughs> okay. It's, it's pressed directly up against the quite thin wall. And it's just like, they've been learning the same piece of music for three years. 
And they are getting better at it, but not quickly enough that it's okay. You know what's funny? I think my worst musical instrument is my ex-boyfriend's trumpet. Yeah. For very similar reasons. Is that a euphemism? Or it does sound it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Worst place to fart. Worst place to fart? Mm. Well, I suppose anywhere for you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite pastime, yeah. The, wor- the worst place to fart. So when I listened before, some, uh, I think Justin said the bed. Yeah, and he meant during he sex. He meant during sex. But we're talking about, we're not talking about like an activity. No, you're talking about location. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I guess in that submarine they're currently looking for would be <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be a great place to fart. But it's happening. <laughs> it's like happening. on top of everything else that they're well, dealing with. If it was me, when I get stressed, you can't stop me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just be, be glad I'm not on that submarine with them. <laughs> I mean, we're not on that submarine, so it wouldn't really affect us. Okay, well... <laughs> They should be glad. Worst baby name. The worst baby name. Don't say Nick. It's no. I think okay. Nick's quite a nice name actually. No. The worst name for a baby, like a shithead. I don't know. Like it's just, just there's loads of things you just shouldn't call a baby. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So any of those, I guess. Any any of the things that you just shouldn't call a baby. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly I'm not against the countries that have like a list of allowed baby names. Yeah. I think that's fine. I feel like there should be an appeals process. Yeah. Do you know, I, I know a fact that might be relevant. Go so on. France used to have that list, and then they struck the list off. They said, no more lists. You can name your children whatever you want. And do you know the number one name in France the year after they let them call them anything? I do know this, actually, because you mentioned it on the episode of the podcast I listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. Yeah, it was, it was Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. The French love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, worst kind of holiday. Worst kind of holiday. Yeah. So, like, city break, ski holiday, Submarine cruise. trip. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, no, a submarine trip would be pretty bad. Uh, going to space with Jeff Bezos, I think, oh would be my pretty God. bad. I don't know, what the worst kind of holiday. I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, a staycation. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't So, go. any holiday where you actually leave the house. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like being where I am. You know, I, li- I live. I live in the place I live for a reason. Yeah. And other places are fine, but I'd rather stay here. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that, sorry, that wasn't funny. No, um, I feel like uh, I feel like all of your answers have been quite zen. Let me give a funny answer. Oh, a, a farm. <laughs> <laughs> Who vacations on a farm? Well, exactly. Oh, I guess a, a really bad kind of holiday would be like if you just went to the office where you work on holiday. That would be like the worst kind of holiday. A literal busman's holiday. Yeah, because you've taken the days. You're like, I'm not working, but I am here. Oh, what? So you just go in. You know what? Funnily enough, when I was away on my little mini tour that I did a few weeks back, I happened to be in Amsterdam for a few days, and a bunch of my colleagues are based in and around Amsterdam. Right. And I went in on a day that I was not working and just hung out in the office with them. And actually, it was quite nice because I was the one being like, oh, guys, it's 10.30, should we go for lunch? And I got to be like the bad influence and just sit there with my feet up while everyone else was working. Do you know my takeaway from that is that when you do an impression of yourself, you use a different voice? <laughs> <laughs> no, the truth is that that's just my work voice. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I am cursed because I work in museums that, yeah, whenever I book time, when people visit me, I book time off, I book holiday. And I'm like, what do you want to do on your days off? Like, can we visit the museum you work at? So I literally do have to go into work, yeah. But there's so many museums in Berlin. Can't you use your powers of persuasion to interest them in any other Berlin museum? Or do they just want to go to your one because it's free? I will say, as someone who's been to the museum Nick works at, while he's working there, you do get to see the secret rooms. And that's I know, I've, I've done it as well. And, and you get to learn incredible things, like, you know, the, um, you know, the Natural History Museum like the room that's got all of the things in the like pres- <laughs> preserved the preserved things yeah did you know that's not formaldehyde it is some incredibly toxic substance and if there was ever an earthquake that shit would be all over the place and it would just be killing us left right and center it's that's quite dramatic um <laughs> <laughs> have you met me <laughs> It, 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 the, the chemical they use used to use like 80 years ago when they were preserving everything uh, gives you cancer in, like in really small amounts. So yeah, moving even a stuff. tiny bit of cancer is not good though, Nick. No, that's true. What, what does nothing do to cancer? Exactly. So. Yeah. Just try it. <laughs> yeah, just just have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kevin said if you're going to do a shot, it should be painful. I reckon yeah. that stuff yeah. would fit the criteria. So, uh, so, like, what is it that you find so triggering about the posh British accent? Oh. Uh, <laughs> colonialism? We're, we're getting deep. Uh, n- no, it's not that deep. I'm Scottish. I'm as responsible for colonialism as any other British person. Um, no, what, I'm, what I find most annoying about it is that all of the people who were mean to me at university had that exact voice. It's just oh, that. Yeah. It's no deeper than that. And when I say mean to me, they weren't that mean. You know, they were just like... And I apologised. You're not as posh as me. You know, that sort of thing. Is that what you think I sound like? Is that not what you think? (laughs) No, that that wasn't an impression of you. That was an impression of someone else. Who are Henry? I've got to say, like, even though I have seen Nick in red trousers... I do think that I'm probably posher than him. I hate to, I hate to admit it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Should we have a posh off? Please don't. I've got red trousers. Um. <laughs> my, Wait, am I, am I refereeing? My this? my. <laughs> you are both going to hell. <laughs> I'm for sure going to bleep that bit out of the podcast. I don't... No, I don't want that to be public knowledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that is so posh, much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to boarding school, of which the patron was a member of the royal family. I was in the CCF, the Combined Cadet Force for Children. So this, uh, I mean, first of all, I didn't know that Britain still had child soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Secondly, Nick is winning currently. You got anything you can pull out the bag to beat boarding school? My parents used to own a yacht. What happened to the yacht? We bought it. Genuinely, I've just learned that I have a really good friend growing up, and he didn't have a yacht. He bought, like, his family are so weird, and I love them. They're all amazing people, but they have no organization skills whatsoever. And they bought a boat, and for 20 years, they never used the boat, and then they accidentally got it stolen. 
because they tried to sell it and the guy was like, oh, do you mind if I just have a go on it first to make sure it works? Like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Just, yeah. And then he just never came back. <laughs> oh, my God. And what's even better is they didn't notice he'd not come back for like three weeks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we just let him steal our boat. <laughs> That's amazing. It sounds like they didn't need the money. No, I don't think they did. It wasn't. It was, this was not a yacht though. This was like a little one-person boat you take on a lake for midlife oh. crisis sort of boat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've just learned the phrase "midlife crisis boat." That wasn't something I'd ever <laughs> thought of. Before. For me, a midlife crisis is like you just keep getting drunk during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd love communion. <laughs> Can I give one for the? Go for it. Foyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's so unimpressed. <laughs> That's such a posh word. Yeah, I, yeah I, I but think like it's just French. That's a <laughs> but to say that your house has a foyer. Oh, if foyer, your house has yeah. a foyer, that's posh as fuck. Yeah, I mean, but. you have to be posh to know I'm so posh. How to that. We had a vestibule. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not posh, but I do know the word foyer. <laughs> We we have we have a, um, a a banister rail that is a curved piece of wood that my parents had custom made where they like did the whole heating process where they curved the wood to make like a, you, a ring at the end. You know you're both alienating every podcast. I know. Right? <laughs> like at the end of this podcast, there's going to be five posh guys listening to this going, <laughs> "Yeah, great, that's fucking amazing." <laughs> Also, I don't think banisters are that posh. Like, my, my apartment block's got one. Well, <laughs> in, in my house, we, we didn't even have stairs. It was just a hole that you fell through. <laughs> <laughs> so this new podcast format's working out real well for you. I, I feel like we need to stop this posh off right now. I think I'm, I'm more than happy to... Um, yeah, I'm to more, as the referee, I'm more than happy to adjudicate that you both suck. Yes. <laughs> Does that work? Absolutely. I think I think we can all agree on that. I'm trying to think what the other... You, honestly, you didn't give us a lot to work with, to be honest, Matthew. I like, feel like I answered all the questions you asked me. If that if I've done that wrong, I'm sorry. You, you did ask someone who's allergic to cheese their least favourite pizza topping. Oh, which that's true, yeah. I actually eat quite a lot of pizza for someone with a cheese allergy. That would explain Do the fish Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sound cool by saying it was a sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your so what? Let's let's subvert, subvert the form for a moment. What's your favorite kind of pizza? My favorite kind of pizza. Yeah. Okay. There's a, a pizza at uh, Pizza Nostra in Prenzlauerberg in Berlin uh, that is called the Pizza Nostra. It's, it's, it's I wonder where they got that name from. It's a white pizza, right? So no tomato sauce. But even more cheese sauce. Uh, yes. Uh, it has pot- it has potatoes and it has bacon and uh, I like to put sriracha on it and it's the it's the best thing. It's so good. I c- I can hear some doubt in the room. That's fine. We- <laughs> I mean, I carbs on carbs. You can never really go wrong with carbs on right? carbs, right? That's like the perfect. Like it's like a chip sandwich. Oh, I, oh yeah. yeah. Re- I always have chips in pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you right out. Yeah. My my dad used to make like rice sandwiches. Oh like, my like, god! Like, like, like 
for, for when I was growing up, we'd have the same thing most weeknights for dinner because it made it easier to plan the meal. And right? it was rice sandwiches. No, well, so my, my parents made like a tuna and rice dish. And then my dad, and this, this, was, uh, this was Wednesday's dinner. So on a Wednesday, my dad would uh, we'd just layer the rice onto a bit of bread and then eat it as a sandwich. And growing up, uh, I You had developed... a very different childhood to Nick and I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my therapist asked where I thought my eating disorder came from. That was, that was what I said. From rice sandwiches. <laughs> Watching yeah. someone eat rice sandwiches and thinking, this seems normal. <laughs> I, I used to date a guy who used to have um, mayonnaise and pepper sandwiches. Not like, pa- not like paprika, like... Actually, that, what? Sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, all right. The man, like, I don't know. I, I just want to just, it's fine. You brought this up at your birthday party, and I told you it was fine as well. I feel like you're you're yeah. in the minority here. That sounds nice. I, don't get me wrong. I've never done it, but it sounds great. Yeah. All right. I a bit retract. of rice on that. That would. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just like an egg sandwich with a lot of vinegar, right? That's ultimately. Yeah. An oil. All those things are good. You you are making a compelling case, Matthew. I hate to admit it, but that is a very compelling case. Uh, I'm sorry that I've so, sorry folded your podcast in on itself. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm all for folding things in on themselves. Welcome to the best podcast. Going <laughs> <laughs> to talk about things I like. <laughs> on that note. Uh, I'm we are going to talk about things you like. Yeah, we, yeah we're going to talk. We're going to we're going to get into a topic that you absolutely love because Matthew is the most meta comedian in Berlin. We decided that the topic for today would be the worst things about comedy because mm, Matthew has so much to say. So <laughs> Matthew, what are your worst things about comedy? Uh, all right, number one, uh, it's other comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, thanks for being here. Actually, let's, let's cut the word other out of that. I don't want to set myself apart. It's comedians. Comedians are the worst thing about comedy, without a doubt. There's no question in my mind that that's the correct answer. Are you just a big fan of PA systems? Like, oh, <laughs> give, me a, give me five minutes with an empty stage. <laughs> I would be, I'd be laughing my ass off. I'd be hilarious. I genuinely if the, don't doubt that. If the, mic, if the mic was to like feed back a little bit, that for me, perfect comedy. <laughs> Jokes really just get the way okay so other comedians full stop yeah let's put jokes in there too jokes right you must have it where people ask you oh you're a comedian tell us a joke yeah do you have a joke that you lean on no no you just go no i will not tell you a joke when someone says you're a comedian tell the joke i say no thank you (laughs) (laughs) i've seen you do that on stage many times actually (laughs) to be fair i don't i don't even i don't tell jokes to audiences i'm not going to tell a joke to a fucking person who works at the coffee shop I go to. <laughs> why are you telling the person that works at the coffee shop that you go to that you're a comedian? It's why he doesn't tip. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I go to the same coffee shop. We're talking like mu- sometimes multiple times a day, right? I okay. like coffee a lot. So, so you get to know people and then they ask you, what do you do? And you say, regrettably, uh, stand-up comedy. Because I don't want to mention my day job because that's somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> because you work in tech. Well, now you've mentioned it. Oh, would I? <laughs> <laughs> it took like one second. <laughs> so you hate comedians. Yep. And jokes. Yep. Anything else? Audience members. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want from an audience? <clears throat> 
Uh, oh, what do I want from an audience? Okay, genuinely, I, I actually don't dislike audience members. Audience members are the people I have the most sympathy for in stand-up comedy. Because most <laughs> of the time, they've gone out to have a nice evening. And then you show and up. I, <laughs> sometimes it's me, often it's someone else, shows up and goes, I've had a shit day, and I'm going to take it out on these poor people who are just trying to relax. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's not stand-up comedy. That's a form of social terrorism. Yeah. That... Uh, that I think people get infl- like people think it's fine to inflict on rooms full of strangers, uh, sometimes three to five nights a week. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how. I've said this on stage before. We're moving into like a bit essentially, but I don't know how people can be bad at comedy, right? Like I don't know how you can go out and do it five nights a week because it takes a lot of investment to do it and to get to a point where you're comfortable on stage. But how can you do that when every time you're going out, the audience are not responding? And there are people that like. I, I certainly know, maybe you two know as well, who, who we've seen who are like this, who we've never seen get a good response, who don't seem to be very good at doing comedy, but still insist on doing it night after night. Blows my mind. Yeah. It's almost impressive. <laughs> almost. Yeah. I, there, there is and a then they say something, you know, transphobic, and you're like, ah, I'm not impressed anymore. Yeah, yeah. There is a genuine thing that the comedians are more likely to be psychopaths than the average population. That yeah. doesn't How, how much me. more likely? I can't remember the statistics, but I'm going like to... Do you want me to make up three? a number? Yeah, yeah, I'd say at least at least 90%. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so I think there is an element of that. But were you good the first time you went up? Like, how long would you give people before you'd, like, sit them down and be like, stop, stop now? Oh, I, yeah, it's not, it's not that you have to be good every time. No one's always good. Uh, I'm often bad, but it's... I seem to have lost. No, no, I think I get it. It's like it's 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 people who are like consistently it's, bad. It's people who tr- who do the same thing mm-hmm. in the same way over and over again to the okay. same response. Yeah, like the Einstein, uh, the definition of madness. I don't think he was a stand-up. <laughs> you don't know what he did after hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. And funnily enough, like I maybe this doesn't lead to my thing but I'm going to talk about my thing anyway <laughs> uh, no my my biggest gripe uh, my worst thing about comedy is comedians who blame the audience for jokes not working yes but what if it is their fault <laughs> it never is no, no <laughs> never like I was I was I've been working on a joke the last few weeks and I'm not going to tell the joke um, I'm probably not uh, never no I'm probably never going to tell the joke no t- can I, can I tell my joke that didn't work, yeah. that I used to introduce? Go for it. it won't work, you won't laugh. But I used this joke to introduce Matthew, because I said, well, Matthew, they, they are from Scotland, and they studied mathematics at Edinburgh University, where their favourite equation was E equals mook squared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also my reaction. You know, <laughs> E equals MC. This is the sign of a good joke where you have to explain it. Yeah. Mook squared, MC squared, Mook squared, as in like, because Mook is... Mook squared, because that's not... Muck. That's not how you say it. It's like... Mook squared. Mook as in like McDonald's. McDonald's and McGregor and... Yeah, yeah. So it's there's fine. an example of a joke that that's not your fault. That is very much <laughs> my fault that that happened. Thanks for doxing me, by the way. <laughs> Excited for when I go and look up my degree. <laughs> How did you do? Uh, I I got a first. Thanks you got a first. first. Oh yeah, me too. But what did I study? I'll never tell. 
How did you do in your degree? Oh, I, I got... Um, we know, like, the, there's sort of, like, the drinkers first as a 2-1. I, I sort of got, like, the amphetamine heads first. I got a 2-2. Two, two. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fun time, didn't you? Yeah, I you? left about eight stone. Where, where did bleak. you leave it? <laughs> <laughs> it may still be there. Probably on some nightclub floor. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, probably is still there. So I was trying to get this joke to work, and basically, it was a it, it's a joke about men paying women creepy compliments. But the example of the compliment that I that I was using that happened a few weeks ago that I was like trying to use to to feed into it was a compliment that was like unnecessarily racially charged and it wasn't like it wasn't I like that you're worried about Matthew getting us cancelled <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say what the guy said but it created so much tension in the room that like nobody was prepared to laugh at whatever the punchline was even though I was the butt of the joke Yes, and maybe, maybe Kevin, maybe one day I will be a good enough comedian. I think I do think that having something that can create that level of tension that actually happened to you is a gift. Yeah, right. Like that—that's that's the level of tension from which you can get really, really good comedy. But I do understand that you might not want to go out and try all the different versions of that joke and have to fail before you find the right one. Right. Like that's that's the hard bit. I think there. Yeah, and again, like this is what I'm coming back to with with like. I don't like it when comedians blame the audience because, like you say, Kevin, I, as a comedian, isn't it my job to diffuse that tension? And yes, and by not doing it, like, that's a failure on me. But a lot of comedians get very frustrated that... Exactly. <laughs> Ex- and that is, that is why that's, that's the worst for me. Because like if... There's a bit that I do on stage, which is something I've heard comedians say a lot, where they're like, um, uh, a joke doesn't go well, and they go, oh, what's wrong? Was it too dark for you? And it's, that's never what the problem is. Like, it's <laughs> no. never that. It's never that it was too dark. It's always just that they didn't write a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to say this thought, and then we'll see how it goes. And that's as far as, as the thought process went. And that, like, that's the, that's the kind of the shallow end of blaming the audience. And then you go yeah. all the way from there to like, screaming at people for not laughing enough. Yeah. I'm not critiquing the effort, right? Someone tried, yeah. they just didn't succeed in, in <laughs> any way. Yeah, and, and when, like, when, you do, when you fail to make a joke work, and I include myself in that, it's your fault, it's never the audience's. Like, if the audience isn't laughing, then you fucked up, not them. Yeah, there's, there's also like... <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The, I, if the audience isn't laughing, either you fucked up or it's a very German audience. Like the <laughs> both things both things are possible explanations. Yeah, I, I also think if you thro- if, like if you've failed on stage, uh you it's your responsibility to own that, right? Like you have to and, and it's going to be better for everyone in the room. Like I've done a few clowning classes and that's like the number one thing there is you got to own the failure and anything that goes wrong becomes part of what you're doing. And when people throw that away on stage, they're like abandoning an entire way of being funny that they haven't even considered because it's not what they see, I don't know, fucking Louis C.K. or whoever doing, right? Like, <clears throat> you don't need to be a, like, I'm telling all the jokes, I'm the cool guy kind of comedian. You can do whatever you want, and as long as people are laughing, it's still comedy. That's, yeah. that's valid. Yeah, so, for sure. So I guess my least favorite thing about comedy is everything about comedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Louis C.K. 
<laughs> I, did, I don't know. I, I'm a bad person to talk to about him because I didn't get him even before all the stuff. No. You know, like, I, I, I didn't think he was particularly funny before that happened. Um, no, the whole, like, humping the bar stool thing that... That's the <laughs> only bit of me. his that I that I can remember is him talking about having sex I, with a woman and I he, get, like, grabs the bar like stool it, and know? starts thrusting yeah. it and it's just, like, that's a bar stool, it's not a lady. Like, I don't know, like... But that's honestly for the best. Oh, for given, sure. Given what we now know about him... Yeah, if he could just stick to bar stools, that would be... That would be preferable. This is getting dark, isn't it? What? Too What's dark wrong? for you? <laughs> um, do you want to hear my least favourite thing? Please. Love What's your least favourite thing about comedy, Nick? It's, there's this sort of weird thought now, and you get it. It's a bit Joe Rogany in my head. Is that idea that, like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Like, people are so easy. You can't say anything. Like, you know, you used to be able to talk, say what you like, and now you can't say anything. And it's sort of a very frustrating position as a stand-up. Because you think, one, if I was going to look at it from this angle, there's never been a time where we could say anything on stage. There's always been a line. There has. Like, even in, like, in the 1990s, like, you wouldn't have white comedians saying the N-word because that would be totally unacceptable. Like, that is, that is not... That would be the line. And, you know, in the 1970s, you couldn't... I mean, no, sure, like... I grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I feel like... But I feel like Roy Chubby Brown was doing that sort of thing in the 90s in the UK. So like, But then people would have said he crossed the line. No, but honestly, like, there's this thing that I think comedians get confused with where they think, they say, like, so you can make a joke about anything if it's properly written, and you're right. So there could be a comedian with the skill to say that and make it funny and make it not offensive and... Yes, but what a lot of comedians think is, well, I can make a joke about anything and that shouldn't be a problem. And that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I get really frustrated with this idea that, that somehow we're being more limited now than we were before. But I think actually we probably got more opportunities and more topics to speak about. Yeah. Whereas in reality, yeah, in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 70s, there were different things you couldn't talk about. But just because in the 60s, oh, was it Lenny Bruce got arrested for swearing? So there were lines in the 60s. So this idea that all of a sudden there's this oppressive nature and that like we're being bullied as artists, I don't think it's true. It's just that we're living in a different culture to the one that these sort of weird libertarian comedians want to live in where they can just say what they like. It's Thank you for coming to Nick's <laughs> TED Talk. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, just, I feel like people like that never say what the thing is they want to be able to say. Mm. Like people are like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. And you're like, for example... And then no, no example is ever just you know me, just right? like no just the things that you want to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please enlighten us. What are they? <laughs> I'd love to know. And like on the other hand, there are lots of things you can now talk about on stage that that wouldn't have happened in the you know the sixties through to the nineties through. To yeah, the like nine eleven or smartphones, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like, but like we have like trans and queer comedians now who are able to talk yeah. about their own identities and own lives, and no one, uh, you know, without people reacting horrendously to it for the most part. Um, so we, we've actually grown in the number of topics that we're able to cover. you just got to cover it better because there are more people doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? You can't just be a guy who knows six jokes that you learned from the back of a fucking magazine and go up on stage and be like, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's not a thing that you can do. you got to put effort into it and you got to uh, yeah. treat it like the kind of art that it is. Yeah. And I think that is probably where a big part of the thing that you're talking about comes from, Nick. Like, people who say... Oh, you you know you can't you can't joke about anything anymore. I think the frustration comes from the fact that in order to joke about anything, you have to be talented enough 
as a writer and performer to pull it off. Like David Cross, who's one of my favorite comedians, has a joke about someone in a gas chamber during the Holocaust. And it's fucking hilarious. And it's... <laughs> it's the way you tell him, Jules. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to see the joke, look it up. Uh, but, it's, but it is so... And it's, and it's political. And it makes a really good political point. Like it's I'd a, hope it was political. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear my apolitical Nazi material? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's mainly slapstick. <laughs> I also think, do you know what's harder than doing a joke about literally anything? Is doing a joke about nothing. Like, if you can take a joke that has no content whatsoever and still make people laugh, then that's, that's like, my favourite kind of comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel I, like you're good at that. Thank you. That's, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen you perform dozens of times, and I don't have any idea, like, I can't think of anything you've ever talked about, so... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Me neither. I was laughing the whole time, but I had no idea what was going on. I listen back to my recordings, and I'm like, why, is, why are you laughing at this? <laughs> what, was, what was funny about that? And you I mean, always th- write your set on your hand. I write something on my hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I thought you genuinely... I'm just seeing now that your, your hands don't actually have joke tattooed on the knuckles. I thought those were legit no, tattoos. I, I thought you had integrity. No, I write joke <laughs> on my knuckles in um, permanent marker before every show I do. Uh, is it (laughs) not not jokes the word joke yeah i don't (laughs) thank you yeah it's like a ritual it's just it's a thing that i started doing that i know can never stop doing because it might be the thing that makes me good also Uh, when you get in fights you can be like here comes the punchline (laughs) (laughs) yeah like every fight i've been in there's always room for a quick (laughs) one-liner Before stuff goes <laughs> I think it's safe to say that if you guys did fight later, we know who would be winning this fight. I could be tough. <laughs> you could be tough. I don't think anyone has ever said that at that register, and it's been true. <laughs> I can be tough. Fucking nails, mate. Um, <laughs> w- while I'm here, though, would if I was to if I was to ask you whether or not I should get joke tattooed on my hand, would you vote yes or no? Yeah. Yes, hundred really? percent, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Would do you think is that would that look cool to have I the think word w- joke tattooed on both knuckles? I think it would look. Yeah. There's not enough fingers for that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did recently suggest to me doing joke and hate, which is funnier, but that's <laughs> not my idea, and I'd feel bad ripping them off. Yeah, I mean, not not all of them are good. I guess is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> and I suspect that Matthew prefers the ones that aren't. Like I think that's I think that's your vibe, this isn't it? It's like a form of character assassination. It is not. I am I am I am a big fan of your art. I, I feel like I've I've come on this podcast. I've complained about all comedy and talked about how I don't do jokes. Uh, maybe I should point out that I am funny. I promise. Uh, you have been funny, <laughs> and after the edit, it will seem like you're even funnier. Oh, good, yeah. You can add jokes in, in post. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you worried if you got joke tattooed on your hand that more people might ask you to tell them a joke? I think if I had joke tattooed on my knuckles, fewer people would ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really good way of avoiding conversations, actually. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? This has been so much fun, but I feel like it's probably time for us to wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matthew. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've <laughs> uh, also enjoyed it. Just for good, the good. I'm glad. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, is there anything happening in your life, uh, comedy or otherwise, that you would like to plug at the moment? Uh, I mean, presumably the anal fissure. But <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good double meaning of plug. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I start a new job in two weeks. So Congratulations. Here's a plug for my new job. <laughs> if you want to follow me on social media, just don't. <laughs> it's not, I don't, not worth it. I don't post anything good. You can follow us. Yeah. How, how can people follow us? Oh, I hate tests. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at hotmess.comedy, or in German, that's hotmess.comedy. <laughs> um, on Facebook, hotmesscomedyberlin. Hey, he got it right! A oh, round of applause for Nick knowing the socials. Yeah. Uh, clever boy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right, thank you everyone so much for joining us this evening. This at, has the been Vagabund Brower Eye. at the Vagabund Brower Eye Tap Room. Yeah. If if you are in Berlin, come check out their beers. If you are in Berlin on a Tuesday, come check out their beers and our comedy. Uh, the, they pair very nicely together. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, she's posher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, uh, have a great life. <laughs> and uh, keep keep your ear open, and we'll be back soon. Until then, do your worst. <laughs>